turn in the Bible to the book of Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, starting in verse 19. I'm not going to tell you how far I'm reading, otherwise you'll be mad at me. I'm joking. All right. When you're there, say amen. Daniel chapter 3, starting in verse 19. Amen. We go back there, brother? All right. Then was Nebuchadnezzar, full of fury, and the form of his visage, or his face, was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats their hosen and their hats and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound Listen to that. Bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. He was astonished by what he saw. He rose up in haste quickly, and he spake and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men. Loose, no longer bound, loose, walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning, fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire, and the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power. Nor was an hair of their heads singed, neither was their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had even passed on them. 28, then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel, I want to pay close attention to this next section, and delivered his servants that trusted him, that trusted him, and have changed the king's words and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which spake 
anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut into pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the province of Babylon. Pastor, if you will pray. Praise God. Clap your hands as you're seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We've all said it before and we've heard it said. Man, I'm going through fire. A lot, a lot of times we hear people say on the Christian side and on the secular side, I'm going through hell. Man, I'm going through hell. We've all heard it. We've heard people say, man, the heat's being turned up on my life. Man, it's, it's rough. Obviously, we're not talking about actual fire, but we're talking about the trials and the tribulations, the random things that happen in our lives, in our day-to-day lives. That's what we're talking about. Things that are uncomfortable, things that we don't want to see happen, that we don't want to go through, right? We, a lot of times as Christians, we give the devil way too much credit for a lot of things. We blame him for things that we're going through. We say, man, the devil's hitting me hard right now. Regardless of how you look at it, I'm sure under the sound of my voice, there's a brother, there's a sister, maybe pastor. Somebody here can say, I'm going through something. I'm going through a spiritual attack. I'm going through fire. However you want to describe it, going through trials, going through tribulations, going through the day-to-day problems, it is never fun. It's never fun. And then just like that, it's like the heat of the furnace gets turned up seven times hotter. Seven times hotter. It's like the heat turns up and everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Amen? Amen. And you feel like, you feel like you have just been thrown into the furnace. You have been thrown into the furnace. Maybe, maybe just like the three Hebrew boys, Maybe what, what began as something as simple as us just standing up for what we believe in. Now it's actually turned into us being inside the hottest, most terrifying flames that we've ever seen. Could you just imagine the flames inside of that furnace? Hot enough that the, that the, the men that threw them in died from the heat of the flame. Now here we are. Many of us... We've witnessed other people going through the flames. We've seen it. We've seen it with our own eyes. We've watched it. But now we're the ones being thrown into the flame. Now we're the ones. It's not somebody else's trial and it's not us trying to give an encouraging word. But we're the ones inside that fire. We've just been thrown into the furnace. And although although we have nothing in the Bible that says that any of those boys... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nothing in the Bible says that they ever felt any pain. But here we are in the fire. We're trusting and believing God will make himself known as he did it to them in the flames. And you know he's right there. You know. 
Because the Bible, we've been in this long enough, we know that God is there. We understand that. What we don't understand is we're feeling the heat. We don't understand, we don't see him yet. We don't see the fourth man yet. And we, although we don't see in the Bible where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego felt the heat of the flames, we feel every single degree. Every degree. We see every bit of the flames, everything coming up. And I'm talking in a spiritual realm here. Every moment that we're going through our spiritual trials and our struggles, it's like torture. It's like torment. Just like those Hebrew boys, though, we have, we have to determine in our hearts that God will save us. And if God doesn't save me, I'm still not bowing to the enemy. We've said it to ourselves, I will not give up. I will not give in. I know for a fact God is with me. Amen. But there you are. Funny thing is, feels like you've been burning for a while. And you're still not seeing that fourth man. Feels like the fires just keep getting hotter and hotter. What killed the guards, the flame that killed the guards just by getting close to the flame isn't killing you, at least not quickly. It's not killing you quickly. Maybe you're in the flames and maybe you're burning and everything is crashing down around you. Your whole world is falling apart. And you're looking for that fourth man. You're looking around but you don't see him. You don't see him. You know he's there but you don't see the fourth man yet. Maybe you're crying out. You know who the fourth man is. We know who the fourth man is. Maybe you're crying out, Jesus, where are you? Jesus, Jesus, I know you're here, but I don't see you. I know you're in the flames with me, but I don't feel you. I don't see you. I don't know how to reach out and get a hold of you. But still nothing. Nothing but flames and trials. Maybe, maybe you start to believe he's not even going to show up. Maybe you listen to the thoughts running through your head and the voices of the enemy that the enemy's told you your whole life. God will not save you. God doesn't hear your prayers. God's forgotten about you. He doesn't care about you in these flames. Those are the things the devil's going to tell you. And the longer you go in those flames, the longer you go and you struggle and you try to make it through on your own, the weaker you get. The longer you go and you try to do it, the harder it is. The weaker you get. And the weaker you get, the harder it is for you to cry out to Jesus. The weaker you get, the harder it is for you to open your mouth and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I'm in the trials of my life and I need you. But you're, you're burning. You're feeling the pain of the trial. You're feeling the pain of the tribulation. And you can't hardly even get those words to come out of your mouth. You know they're there. You know Jesus is there. But you can't seem to say his name. Here we are today with a promise from God though. There's a promise in the Bible. Written in the book of Isaiah. Here's the thing. I've done the timeline. I tried to figure out the timeline on this. The book of Isaiah was written roughly a hundred years before this fiery furnace incident. There's nowhere that I can find where the Hebrew boys had any access to the book of Isaiah. But here's the promise that was written that they most likely did not have access to even know was promised of God. 
Here's another thing. Isaiah would have had no idea of what was going to happen 100 years in the future. He wouldn't have known this when he wrote this. In Isaiah 43, 1 through 3, the Bible says, But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Verse 2, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. Listen to this. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Oh yes, yes, my friend. We may be feeling the flames. We might be feeling the heat of the flames. You may be feeling like you are being burned alive. His word says, we shall not be burned. Your trials, your tribulations, the things that you are going through, the things that you are going through that are tearing you apart may seem like they're taking their faith away from you. Yes, they are painful. The furnace is a scary place. The feeling of uncertainty is scary. But there is a reason that God has not showed up yet. There's a reason you don't see him yet. There's a reason for the flames. There's a work that God is trying to accomplish in your life. There's a work that God is doing in your life. 1 Corinthians 3 and 13 says, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because I it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. I looked at that word manifest. It says, every man's work shall be made manifest. The word manifest in the Strong's Concordance, it defines it as shining. A shining that is apparent. The Thayer's definition is apparent, manifest, evident, known, or to be plainly recognized or known. God will use the fire that you're going through to make it apparent just who you are. He will make evident some of the things in your life and make things known to you. He's going to use that fire. He's using that fire to make you and help you become who he wants you to be. And when you come out of the flames, it's going to be plainly recognized that you've been in those flames. It's also going to be plainly recognized that you came out. You're going to come out. Jesus is going to show up in your fiery furnace. He will show up. It's written he will be there. Isaiah told us that he would be there. Physical sense in the book of Daniel. We should also take notice. Nebuchadnezzar, he was amazed when he saw the fourth man. He was amazed that their bondage had been removed and that they were walking. See, that's the power of the flames. That's the power of the trials and the tribulations. The same flames that are tormenting you are also releasing you from your bondage. Just like those flames released them from their bondage and they were up walking around, that trial and that tribulation, those flames that you're dealing with, they're releasing you from the bondage of sin. Any bondage that you may have, they're releasing you. Just like Nebuchadnezzar was able to look People are watching our lives. They are watching 
what we do and how we handle the flames. They can see. People, aren't, people are smart. Most people are pretty smart, and they can see when we're going through things. You know, us as humans, I don't care whether you're a man or a woman, it's pretty easy sometimes to look at people and be like, man, that dude's going through something. That person's going through something. I can tell they are going through a hard time. It's pretty easy. What, what we need to keep our focus on is, just like Nebuchadnezzar was able to look inside that furnace, and he saw how they were reacting. He saw that fourth man. He saw what was going on. People are watching us while we're in the furnace. They may not see it all the time. It might actually be right before we're getting ready to come out of those flames. The people that are watching us, they're also going to see that fourth man in our lives. They're going to see Jesus in our lives, in our walk with Him. As long as we keep our focus on Him, they will see Him. Fourth man is walking with us. He may have not revealed Himself yet, but He is there. We have got to keep walking. We've got to keep believing, keep praying. We have to keep our faith. I mentioned on Sunday that the main thing the devil wants to take from us is our faith. If he can take our faith, he's got us. If he takes our faith, he has us. That's the main thing he wants to take. 1 Corinthians 3, 14 and 15. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. You may have to lose some things. You might have to lose some things. I don't know. Your life, who knows what's going to happen in your life? But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire, saved by the fire. The trials, the struggles, the flames, the persecution, whatever your flame is, whatever your furnace is, however hot your furnace is and however long you've been there, we need to praise God because we know what his word says. In that fire, he's refining us. He is refining us. Even though it may not seem like it, He's actually burning away all the bad in our lives. He's burning away the weaknesses. He's burning away the things that we don't understand. He's making us be what He wants us to be. You see, the guards, they couldn't handle the flames. They died before they ever even got into the flame. They couldn't even get close to the flames. Just the heat. We need to consider it a privilege to be in the flames and allow God to make us as silver and gold, to refine us. Zechariah 13 and 9 says, And I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say, it is my people. And they shall say, the Lord is my God. We have to understand one thing. Our fiery furnace, our trials, our tribulations, they are temporary. They are temporary. We cannot dwell on the fiery furnace. We cannot dwell on the torture of the furnace and the fires all the time. We have to understand those things are temporary. We're not meant to stay in the fire. Make no mistake about it, though. If we focus on the fire and we don't focus on the fourth man, those flames, they will kill us. If we take our mind off the fourth man and we are in that furnace, 
Those flames will kill us. We will lose our walk with God if we cannot focus on that fourth man. We've got to pray that God will use our trials, use our tribulations, our fiery furnace to actually refine us. We need to pray that God will take what we're going through and say, God, somehow use this to make me better. Somehow use this. Burn away the bad and make the known. Make known and reveal the good to me. Zechariah says we have to call upon his name. Then the Lord, he will hear us. Then he will say, we will say, or he will say, this is my people. He will declare that we are his, and we will declare the Lord is my God. Let's all stand. The thing that makes the difference, whether we're burned alive in our furnace or if the fourth man actually is revealed and we're actually saved out of our fiery furnace. See, it doesn't matter if you equate what you're going through today with the fiery furnace. Maybe you feel like Daniel and you feel like you're in the lion's den. Maybe that's how you equate it. Maybe you feel like David and you're facing a giant. Maybe you feel like Moses. You're going up against Pharaoh. You're facing Pharaoh. And you're seemingly getting nowhere. Time and time again. Just like Moses did. Going before Pharaoh over and over again. See the thing is. Moses went to Pharaoh. I believe if if I'm not mistaken. And I don't want to misquote the Bible. I believe it was nine times. Before they actually made it across the Red Sea. Every time he was being obedient to God. But seemingly he got nowhere. Seemingly he wasn't making any progress. Maybe that's how you feel. Maybe you feel like you're doing everything you're supposed to do. You're in the fire. You're in the flames. you're, You're fighting. You're in the lion's den. You're fighting the giant. Whatever the circumstance may be. You're doing everything that you know to do. But it seems you're getting nowhere. Regardless of what you compare it to. Just like those Hebrew boys. They had their mind made up. We have to have our minds made up. We have to have our minds focused on God. Now, Daniel 3 and 18 says, But if not, this was the Hebrew boys talking to King Nebuchadnezzar, But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. They had determined in their head they were not going to serve another god. They were not going to bow to anything except for the king of kings, the lord of lords, the god that they served. We cannot quit. We cannot bow. Who's the ones that are looking into the furnace seeing our reactions? Who are the ones looking at us? Will they see us trusting God? Will they be able to see the flames making us better? When we're in the flames, we're in the fire, and we don't see God, are we going to be willing to cry out as loud as we can? God, I know you're here, but God, I need you. Sometimes we just got to scream and just let God know, God, I can't do this on my own. God, I can't do this on my own. I need you, God. I can't do nothing without you.
We have to make it known that we cannot do anything without Him. So I pray. I pray that Jesus would step into our fiery furnaces and make Himself known. Also, I pray that if He doesn't step in right away, that's that He would give us peace and He would let us know that He's with us, that the work that He's doing is for a reason. The reason we're going through something is because He's making us better. He's doing something to change us and make us better. God does nothing by accident. Everything is done because He's God. He knows. He knows what's best for us. And if we say, hey, God, I want you to move in my life, it doesn't matter the flames. It doesn't matter the fire. God will be with us. So I'll just raise our hands and let's just pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just move on everyone under the sound of my voice, God, that you would just help us, Lord, to cry out to you, God. Lord, in our furnace and the fiery flames, God. Lord, the things that we're going through, Lord, let us cry out to you, God. Lord, give us peace knowing, God, that you are with us. Even if we can't see you, God, you are there with us, Lord. We know you're there, God. Give us comfort, Lord, in knowing that you are making us better, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, clap your hands to the Lord.